Hilchas Gesele Vaveda Perik Yud Yud Alfred Beis. In Perik Yud, the Ram continues the discussion of whether there is Chal Ekinyan on land that was stolen, that was appropriated against the Balabas's Ratzin. Nocha Aleph, you have a Goybal Zeroya Shonis Nechse Yisrael. So we have we have the baddie over here. So he stole the field from the Yid. But the reason why the guy stole it from the Yid is because the Yid owed money to the guy. Or the Yid did damage to the guy. The Yid caused his property damage. Now, the guy who took the field sold it to another Yid over here. This original Baal boss can't take back his property from this Lekeh. When does this apply? When the original Baal Abbas agrees to the claim of the guy, of the Amas. Or there's external proof of witnesses, of Yiddish witnesses, that the time of the guy is taka good time. If there was a, the, the governing authority in that location, who could force this guy who took the field away from the original Nigzal, and give it back to him. But this original Nigzal didn't go to base in Kilo of the Goyim and take his field back from the from the Gazlon. He, he can't take back his property from this Lekeach who brought it from the bandit. Even if this Yid doesn't agree to the time of the Goyim. Because again, being that in his location he has the authority in their Dinim to get his property back and he didn't, so he lost his claim in the field, on the land. And even more so, even if there's no witnesses to testify to the claim of the guy. Because this Lekeach has the full authority to tell the original Nigzal, Im Gazlan who are guy, if that guy who sold the field from you is a Gazlan, normally it's about to make the name. Why were you quiet till now? Not a gimmel. So if we have uh, the Salachas referring to specifically to the times of the Hadrian. And they would basically, they would hold the individual ransom and they would let him live if he gave over his property to the authorities. That's what's happening over here. So, when this Mitzik, when this guy wants to sell the land that he got as a ransom for the year that he took captive, if the original owner has the means to buy his land back, they have, uh, what's it called, first refusal. They can, they have first choice to buy it. But if they don't, if the original owners don't have the means, or it was within the, uh, under the domain of this Meitzik, of this Meitzik, for more than 12 months, anybody who buys it first, that they lay out to the original owner, quarter of the land, a third of the amount of money that they're paying for the land. This Meitzik got the land for free. So he's not interested in getting the best price for it. He's going to sell it at any price that he can, even if it's a low, at a lower price. So therefore, the Yid who's buying it from the Meitzik has to lay out the difference in value to the original Balabas, who would have made the best profit from his field. So he sells it, we say, about 25% less than its real value. Therefore, that 25% goes to the original owner. Because it was his originally, that's why it's being sold. So he should have the right to at least get back 25% of the of the value that's being sold for now. So he couldn't take it out. He, wasn't able to... he wasn't able to take, he didn't have the money to buy it from the guy. He but, didn't have the money, that was right. But because this other year is getting a good price, so the difference in price should go to the original Baal boss. That's the point. The figure, therefore, give a mathematical example. If somebody's buying it from this guy for 30, you give 10 
i.e. an additional court, if you add it to the sum, to the karen, it's, a, it's another quarter. So you give that uh, ten to the original balabas, and they revi hakaka, give them a quarter of the land, and then you have four balabatashkait over the rest of the field. The quarter of that land that belonged to the original balabas is gazel. So here we go again. We have this individual, we have the balabas and the yerit. So he trespasses into this guy's field. In a town, he plants trees. So this field, before the thousand, if it's a field that's supposed to have, have trees planted in it, so this guy basically did this Balasad a, a favor. Balasad didn't have to go out and start asking people to plant his field. He did it on his own accord. So therefore, we assess how much would this Balasad pay for advertisements and for, and for workers, then he pays this individual who planted his field. May not say lita say it's a, it's a cucumber field, right? Why do you plant trees? You ruined my field. So show me the other latertena. The guy who the yaded the trespass does get payment, but he gets the, the bad end of the deal. So that if the investment was more than the profit, he only gets his uh, the profit back. But if the profit was more than the investment, he only gets his investment back. Okay, the balasada tells his trespass to take your trees and go. Shame on if the guy who created the guy who planted the trees says, I'm going to take my trees away. We don't listen to him because if the Baal Hasada wants the trees to remain in the field and the Yerid wants to take the trees away, we give the Yadal Yen to the Baal Hakarka. What about the land that isn't um, ideally planted with trees? They are fit for building buildings. Build houses. And, and apartments. The people thought here are gaidim. Psak of the gaidim. Shabayna bechatzar chaveri shlemi daita. If you build a, a building, an apartment complex in your friend's field, is a kenetei sada hoseilita. It's like you're planting trees in a field that's supposed to be planted. And then we estimate how much would a person invest to build a building in his land. Provided it's a good building and meets all the requirements of the uh, of the chokim. Oh, he's built a shack. After pay for the shack that you built, take your shack and go. So when we have the field and we have the yerid, he goes into his chavah's field of shus. Even if he planted trees, say in a uh, place where you strawberries, because he went into the field with the shus, so he had permission to go into that field to plant, so he has the higher end of the deal. So that's, if the investment was more than the profit, he gets the investment. If the profit is more than the investment, he gets the profit. But Baba Nixa Yishtoi, husband, in regards to his wife's property, i.e., when the wife gets married to the husband, she brings the land into that marriage. So the husband's Shaykhus, as an owner to that field, two partners in a patent field, is Kiyed They are considered individuals who go into that field with permission, and therefore, they always have the upper, the upper end of the deal. Say, in a case where the partnership dissolves or the marriage breaks off, because when they went into the field, they had permission, they get the, the, the better side of the deal. So we have this guy's field, a yeri, the trespasser, he built something with that permission. Comes the owner of the field, doesn't protest, he adds to the building, and he guards his trees. And, and other such, such actions, actions that show that he agrees with what this trespasser did to his field. So we again we assess how much the trespasser paid and we, we give him the, the, the better of the two, either the or the chef. Test. So we have the uh, send the uh, flowers over. So the khurba. 
So this guy goes into the field and he builds, basically he built, he plants, he builds that churba without a shuks. He has the uh, the lower, the sour end of the deal. And if the guy who built this new building says, you know what, I'll take my stuff, my uh, materials back, the bias, shameloy. Basada ain't shameloy. If he's building within the churba structure, then he can take his, his items back. If he built within a plantable area, he, we, we don't listen to him. But Neshamakash is a karka. Saif, if you're going to remove your building materials from a churba, you're not ruining the land. But if you're ruining, taking away your materials from a land that you're supposed to plant in, you're ruining the field. So even in the fall where he planted in a, a where he built in a field that you plant, and the Baal told him to take your materials and go, we listen to the Baal Whenever we, whenever the Baal Sada lays out money to the trespasser, the trespasser can only take money only after he makes a shavuah about, about how much he invested. The moment if he says you he doesn't want to make a shavuah. He relies on the court to make the valuation, but he and they know how much I invested. And they would calculate how much it costs to buy and 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 get the uh, the most the, the cheapest contract for workers. So we agree to his taina that he doesn't want to shvuah. So you're going to trust the yonim, but you undertake you undertaking less from the baal sodim. Fine. So to this individual who takes the shavach, i.e., he is a yered birshos, and the hitzah is less than the shavach, so he gets the shavach. Anybody who relies on the basin for the appraisal and takes the money from the owner of the field and now there's an ensuing discussion the Baal says I gave you the money and the trespasser says you didn't give me anything, you didn't take anything this trespasser is believed he makes a shavua that the Baal Hasada didn't give him anything and takes his money because we tell the Baal Hasada we haven't yet Appraised the investment, and we don't know how much you know what the invoice is. What, what do you mean you gave him? If we haven't given a psak, why should we believe you? If there was an appraisal of Omrul Bal Hasad and they, there was a psak din, they told the owner of the field, This is the invoice, pay the trespasser. And he says, I paid. Even if the Yerid, the trespasser, didn't make the shvur because he trusted the Dayanim, the Shumas Dayanim, so there was no shvur involved. The owner of the field is believed. Makes a shvur that he gave. If there's an assumption that he already paid because it was a psak din, in that case we say that the land remains under the assumption that, it, that the land remains to the owner and that he paid his dues. And Aris is basically a sharecropper, so they would invest in some of these land and take a percentage of the profit. So a husband who works as an artist in the property of his wife, so right? They they plant in the owner's field, and whatever grows, they take a chela, a percentage of the field. So they plant by their own, by season, yeah. yeah. That's an artist. So a husband who had this artist, trying to think what? Uh huh. Who pays for the goods? Yeah. Uh-huh. So Paris said that the should pay for the goods. <laughs> <laughs> and afterwards they divorced. If the husband himself was the artist and he had other workers with him, so Nastalik Bal, Nastalka Arisin. 
being that the Arisen were dependent on the higher of the Baal, and now that the Baal is not there, the Arisen aren't there anymore, because the Arisen only went to work in the field with Asa Baal. Because he's gone, the Arisen are gone. And therefore, they get the sour end of the deal. Whatever's less, the Shevchot, the Hitzah. The Imein. The only reason why they agreed to work is because they, they saw that the husband is working in the field as well. They wouldn't work stam for no reason. That was the that was the machshav. So because their whole of it is dependent on the baal, and now that the baal is no longer working there, so whatever whatever money the baal is roi, they are roi to as well. That's the vart. If in baal aris, but if the husband is not an aris, i.e., the workers are working the aldas atzman, so aldas akarke yardo, shomel him karis, and then they get the the uh, the pre-arranged, the pre-agreed to uh, percentage profit that they were supposed to get. How, how does it explain over there in the Horus? Because the Vart of Yodam Alatachtoina, the Vart of Yodam Alatachtoina, because yeah, it's like Yed the Steichaved Shleibershos. Shleibershos. Why is it considered Shleibershos? He went in after the Gerishin or during the marriage? During the marriage. He began to work with the Adisin during the marriage. Now that he's no longer married, so his gather of Avoid in that land is Kilo Schlegel Shos. So therefore, right, and then he worked before. Why? It's my sense. Uh, it's a Sugian Ksubis. I don't know. It's that my sense. Okay, so till now the Ram is discussing Hilch's Gzela of Avoid, more or less the Hilch's of Gzela. And Shavua, and uh, in different dealings pertaining to Gzela, now the Ram is going to discuss Avoid. Shavas Avedim. Perik Yudal. Lach Aleph Hashav. Avedim. The Yisrael returning last item to a Yid. Mitzvah Eses. Shneim Hashav. The Shiv Machicha. For Oy Avedim. The Sabb. The Sandal. Men of Benicha. Somebody who sees a lost item and hides himself from it. Oy Avedim. The Shneim Balei. Sila Shari Chicha. So Bito Mitzvah Eses. In addition, you negated the fulfillment of a pasuk mit. Vehimay Shivan. If you do, if you do return it, Kim Mitzvah Eses. Base. Lach Eches Avedim. Balei Shiv. You took it for yourself and then return it. Bito Mitzvah Eses. Vavar Al Shnei Lavin. Every two Yisurim. Lo Yisurah Le Sanim. Lo Yisigzer. Even if the owner of this item is Rosh Hashanah, not because it tastes, the cheeseburger is tasty. We're forbidden to return a lost item to them. You would think, like, what's the, it's, uh, it sounds, uh, it sounds wrong. The whole vart of a Shavs is like a chayk. You find something in the street, you keep it for yourself. What would be the reason to return it? The only reason why you should return it is because Hashem Teshivim Lachicha. Just like you do something for your brother, so you do it for the other Yid. But this individual doesn't behave like he doesn't behave like your brother. He doesn't behave like the Yid. So it reverts back to the status quo of anything you find, you keep for yourself. It's like the The whole the, the default is you keep the Aveda for yourself. Why should I give it back to somebody else? Ah, he's Achicha, so you give it back to just like you give it back to your brother, you give it back to somebody else. But if he's not your Achicha, so you keep it for yourself. Somebody gives it back to the guy. He's over Aveda. But he should make it every place every location if you see that there's an item of a guy that is about to be destroyed you see that his door is open and the lights on so you close the door to make sure that Ganovim don't steal what's in, what's in his car. Now, Tos HaGai Kavidase, Umuteres. If there's a, a, a mathematical mistake that a guy makes in a cheshben, it's considered as a vade and you can keep that money for yourself. 
provided that he made the mistake on his own accord. to make to trip to trick him up. Awesome. Tommy love, he made his own mistake. But and the Yid also has to tell him, I'm relying on you. Whatever you, whatever you come to the Shura Seifes, we'll, uh, we'll pay, I'll pay between you and you. I'll pay you. I.e., he's relying on the guy's cheshben, and he tells him that he's relying on his cheshben. So any mistake is on the guy's plates. Because the, the reason why he has to say this is because if he isn't going to say this, it could be that the guy is tricking him. So by saying it, he removes that that machshava. I have a city where even the game he returns the item when he gets the simon from the he finds in a city a barrel of wine but it's in a location where the majority of the inhabitants are going. So it's an issue of Yain Nesach, therefore Yain Ose Bahanoya. The Kankana Mutim Shum Aveda. You can keep the barrel, Altan Aveda. You must have to do the Shkif and Hadar, whatever is required to get out of the midst. Vimba Yisravanas and Simon Efe, it comes and gives a Simon of the barrel, Mutim Keres Bishtil, Azesh Metzah. The Yid who finds it can drink it because it's wine that belongs to Yid. And again, if he wants to do it with Nimish Rosadin, he can give it back to the Yid. That's Eshe Chat of Bas Vishikha Bachatza Acheres. If a bird comes and chaps a shtick flesh and drops it off in another chat, and Alpha Pisha Revi Yisrael, even if though the majority of the Yid of this townspeople are Yid, and we can assume that the meat's kosher. And so we're not concerned of the issue of Basrish and Asalman, right? There is a Mutim Shum Aveda. Right? Because it went that way, not that way. Yod, I might say the bird took it away. It's like you see your thing flying away, Kagandit. Oh, you <laughs> see, yeah. Yeah. If you find them under the, uh, the, the, uh, the bottom of the, uh, the, the, the bed of this, you know, the bed of the river, or in the. Where it brings up everything from the bottom of the river. It's, it's a flowing river. Which you find. From here, from which we learn, you have to return an item that's found, that could be found by everybody. This item that was dropped in the bottom of the ocean, and nobody's gonna find it. So if you find it, you can keep it. 
The person who loses, who destroys his money voluntarily, he, uh, he sells naked calls, basically. We, we don't have to uh, pay any attention to the money he's throwing out the window. Okay, if he left his animal in the barn, he didn't tie it down, he left the door open. He kept the car on, he didn't put the car, the car in park, he just let it. <laughs> he threw out his money in the public. Even though you can't take the money for yourself, you shouldn't. You don't have to return it. He didn't lose it, he's throwing it away. If the last item isn't worth the prote, you have to do with it. Leave it. What? You shouldn't touch it? No, leave it. The guy will get his senses back and then he'll he'll take his money. But you you don't have a chiv to return it. It's not considered an aveda. No, but he's not allowed to take it. Right. Aveda shame but shava prote. Aveda isn't worth the prote. Any chiv will tap about. If you're an elderly fellow and it's not your COVID. In, in the public to carry such uh, packages, to take care of this Aveda. So he would assess if that item was his. Would he get, would he, if he lost that item and he found it in the street, would he take it home that way? And if he wouldn't uh, give up on his COVID, even if that was his item, he's not to give it back. Uh, one uh, interesting uh, when I was in Kfar Chabad, I remember seeing Munka Grosman, Munka Grosman of Rishon, an elderly fellow, would walk back from uh, from Lipska's, carrying his bags. Lipska pushed you. The grace of Talmud Chacham carry his bags. If so, if he would return the item if nobody was seeing, not if everybody was seeing. So, he found the items in the city. If he found them in the field, if he found them in the field, he has to take them through the city until he finds the owner. Even though he's going through the city, and that isn't his his norm to carry these items through the city, because he began with the mitzvah. He doubted. If he found an animal, he it, and If he returned it, the animal it ran away. Even a hundred times, to return it to the owners in a place where it could be guarded. If we turn it to, say, an open field, or a garden, or a dilapidated location, if we turn the item to a location where they say to the court of the shul, and you know the, the Bible davens at 8.30, so we'll see his, his animal. Because the owner who's going to leave shul momentarily will see his item, even if it's in a place with no walls. Oh, oh. If it's a, if it's not an animal, excuse me, if it's like a vase or something. You are find is to return it to the location of the owner. Um, in a, obviously a secluded location, a place that could be guarded. And, but again, in that case, you don't have to inform the owner. The moment it's in a secluded location, that's enough. If you saw an animal. Uh, run away from the, the barn and return to the barn. Because you locked the door. He would always return an Aveda. 
Cain should all have Vedabhavis Akvaris if a Cain sees a lost item in a cemetery. He can't enter because he can't become Tommy. In addition to being and his father tells him, tells his son, who saw the lost item, don't return it. And we're talking about this. The discuss a case where the, where the son is in an aspect of, of kibbutz of aim. He's, he's, uh, he's serving his father food. So he's being makayim in mitzvah of, of kibbutz of aim. And the father tells him, don't be makayim this mitzvah of Shav Zaveda. So Yachsi, he, he should take on the Ichrayas and return the last item. Floy Kabbal Mimeno, not listen to his father. Shem Kibbal Mimeno, because if he does listen to his father, Nim Sebeisha Makayim Mitzvah Sikha Kabbal Zavicha, because the moment he's become that Mitzvah, Bitla Seishul Hashatish, Imvava Lei Sukhle Sali. If he sees a river that has overflown and is making its way to, uh, um, to uh, go through somebody's field and destroy it, Chayv Ligde Bifnein Lomonon. Do you gotta call the. Um, what do you call the, the badgers to make the, uh, the dam? This pig that I'm going to discuss um, saving somebody's Aveda that involves a personal loss. Somebody loses an item, he finds his item and his chavis item. If he can return both, return one of them. His Aveda comes first. Even if it's his item and his father's, or his Rebbe's item, his item comes first. He, he came across his father's and his Rebbe's Aveda. His father's on the same gather of Chachmez, his Rebbe, Shalav of Kedemis. His father's Aveda takes precedence. He at first has to return his Rebbe's Aveda for who provided that it's a Rebbe that most of his Chachmez learned from him. If he came across his Aveda and his Chavers, he left his Aveda and he, he was Samaritan. He, he decided to uh, take care of his friend's uh, Aveda. The only Schad that he gets is the amount that the Baal Aveda would pay somebody to look for his Aveda. Right? Regardless of how much his Aveda personally was worth. Okay, so what does that mean? Imagine seeing two donkeys. <laughs> flowing down the river. His is worth 100. His Fahav is worth 200. He left his and took care of his friends. The only thing he gets is how much the owner of the 200 would pay somebody to find his item. So, and if he tells the guy who owns the more expensive donkey, you know, I'll save you yours, but you got to reimburse me for my loss. Or the stipulation was made in the presence of Basin. Then he is, uh, he does get his money of a hundred. And he gets his money even if his other donkey makes it to the other side. There was a tie between him and the other Balachamay. Fine, so he gets. He gets the hundred from the Baal Chamer, and they wish that Rachmanis had all the other Chamer, so he gets his other Chamer as well. Now the other lads of Lehitz, so he 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 did the mamats. He tried. No, he didn't. Uh, you could you could try the whole day to fix a pipe, but the pipe the pipe's not fixed. Then what am I paying for? So too, if he was uh, working, and he refrained from doing his malachim worth a dinner. But he returned a diamond that's worth hundred dinner. He shouldn't tell the owner of the dinner, the owner of the diamond, You got to pay me for the amount 
that I would have made had I worked. So this is an interesting chiddush that I'm discussed in the past. The cheshbon for this payment is as follows: the different individuals who work different, who, who do, who have different levels of labor. You have a guy who hacks halts, mamsha shvera arbit, and you have a person who's computer programming, so he can sit in the air-conditioned room. So these two individuals have a different level of tircha. So the cheshman, the Ramam says of how much these guys would get if they were to return the diamond, that's worth 100 dinners as follows. The guy who hacks halts, how much money would he like to get to take a day off? Say he usually gets $100 a day, but it involves a lot of tircha. So he would be willing to take, say, $20 and take a day off. But this guy who's in a air-conditioned uh, office, you know, with, uh, with his feet on the table the whole day, who's also making $100 a day, how much would he take to take a day off? Because he's anyways not doing so much tircha, physical tircha, so he would probably take 80. Because sai vi sai, he doesn't have a reason to take a day off. This guy has more reason to take to take a day off, so we so there's wiggle room to negotiate and to pay him less. So that is what the Rambam means by saying, We pay him relative to the to the amount that uh, of the work of the tircha of the work that he's working in. But again, if there was a side a stipulation between him and the owner of the diamond. We hear show her is an eight and take whatever amount they stipulated between themselves. The main shum base and avalay bainum shalikaidum he always has to take care of his avid first. Hey Two people who are traveling, one with a jug of honey, one with a barrel of wine, and the jug of honey split. The guy, the Balhayan, put out his wine to catch the honey. The only money that he gets is the amount that people would pay to, to save the honey. So if the if the uh, the, the, the uh, price in the market is going for $25 an hour, that's how much you would get. If the owner of the wine says, you know what, I'll save your honey, but you got to reimburse me for the wine. The time was made in the presence of Basin. Then he's, he, he does get his money back. The Baal gets his money for the wine. But the moment the honey spills on the ground, that he's a half kid. One guy's shouting with a jug of honey, and another guy with empty jars. And the jug with honey split. And the owner of the empty jars says, I'm not going to save your honey. Until you pay me. <laughs> so he's, he's, he's extortion. And the owner of the honey says, Yes, I agree. He's a tzichik boy. Didn't agree. He was stop making galacht of him. He only pays the guy, the owner of the empty jars, how much would have paid anybody else to save his honey? Zayn. Because he didn't cause the owner of the empty jars any damage. Zayn. He had a prison break. Some guys ran away from prison. And they got to travel. They got to jump over. They got to um, travel over a uh, traverse. Oh. Traverse a, uh, a river. Ah, huh? what? Said to cross. To cross. Ah, okay. <laughs> to cross over a river. Vamaloi, and he sees the guy who would pick up like Yankee, pick up from one side and move to the other side. Throw me over and I'll give you a dinner. Again, the uh, payment of this guy who passes over people from one side to the other is only the amount that anybody else pays him, not the higher price that this. That this uh, Escape, he said. And if the guy who is moving people over is in the middle of getting his fish, and the guy who ran away from prison tells him, Stop your work and pass me over. Then any price that they negotiate, 
the prison guy who escapes in prison would have to pay him. Why, why does he not have to pay because he never agreed to pay Medina. The whole, he only said pay Medina because he's just trying to get over to the other side quickly because he's running away so, from prison. Okay, so I'm going to pay it. But he, his never was to pay Medina. His machshava was that I'm going to pay you how much everybody else pays you. Mm-hmm. No special treatment. And side by side, the guy who's passing him over is not having any financial loss because that's his, that's his Arabic. But if he's doing a different job and because of that, he's going to have to lose money not to catch fish. So the guy he's... The guy, the, the guy who ran away from prison would have to pay him. It's an interesting case. The Eurek uh, discusses this in Parshat Selech. I'll explain in a moment. If he had a caravan traveling in the desert, and come a group of bandits, and they, uh, they want to get the money. They want to kill them. If the Derech the there's no way that they could save themselves. Somebody gets up, and he has the Koyach, and he saves everybody. Everything belongs to him. But if everybody, when they join forces in that shayari, can save themselves, one guy decides to step to the front line and he does the work for everybody else, even if, even if he's saying that I'm saving everything in the shayari for myself, again, everything is split up between the B'nai shayari because, you know, it's very nice that you uh, offered your services, but we could have been mishtatif and wouldn't have to have done the extra tircha. This is what the uh, Melech Suzayim was telling Avram, that it was Hitzel And Avram was telling him, no, it was Hitzel because there was no way, had all, the, had all your chevre come together, would you have been able to save itself. Therefore. And therefore, everything does belong to me. Mm-hmm. So that's because Melech Suzayim said, you know, Avram said, everything belongs to me. <laughs> telling you now, everything belongs to me because Hitzel There's no way that you would have gone to, come together and saved yourselves. But nevertheless, Avram gave everything back to Melchizedek. Like, fine. Test. How you This Vartan Arichem. How you chain Mahatzal Adihat Chak? If had the Bnei Shor joined forces, they would have been able to save, save save themselves by the skin of the teeth. So then, call Hamatzal. Anybody who does stand up, Matzal Yemta. They uh, again because had everybody joined together, everything is split up equally. He doesn't just save everything for himself. Elam Kain. Amal Laatzmi Ani Matzal. Unless he says in this case of the Chak. I'm saving everything for myself. Because the moment everybody else hears him saying, I'm saving these, the chafaitzim the, the over here for myself, they should have gone and helped him. They came in Shosh of Leitz, they sat on the side and didn't help him. So basically, the test. If we have a, a group of bandits that are coming onto the Shayare, so it depends what is the strength of the Shayare. If the strength of the Shayare is that they can easily get rid of the bandits, then hits uh, hits Everything gets split up as was originally. If there's no way that they're to join forces, they could save themselves, and one guy does save everybody else, everything belongs to him. If they could join forces, but they would barely make it alive, then if the guy who got up to save himself and everybody else said everything else, everything over here belongs to me, then everything does belong to him. Because had everybody joined, they could have Shasat Chak saved themselves. Did Fine. You say the hassle is the life or the money? Um, the money. It doesn't, it's not kind of them. The money, he says, belongs to them. Well, either belongs to everybody else in the Shiar or belongs to them. The two partners of Hitzalach and Mehem, same circumstance, and he listened came, and he, uh, one, of the, one of the Shutfim got up, Hitzalach Yemza. I'm saving these items for myself. He has absolved the partnership. The person who hides a, a poil, 
to save his items. Kol shiyatzo, harayu lamaske. Everything the payo says belongs to his owner, the guy who hired him. Remember, if he says laatzmi ani matzo, whatever I'm saving is for myself. Harayu zechazem in eschiros. He can, in the middle of the day, the Rambam says mikos chiros. He can stop his own chiros. The state liyavadim vloyavadim laavadim. That's the market the Rambam brings. So this soicher, because it belongs really to the Eibushter, in the middle of the day he can be bottled mevatel his chiros. And therefore, the moment he makes a statement, anything that he says belongs to himself. If you have a caravan that, uh, that took a stop in the desert, and bandits come to seize it, and they said, give us, uh, I don't know, $10,000, and we're going our way. And they gave that money, so we divvy the, 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 the part of money based on the, the, the financial standing of each of the partners, of each of the travelers. And we don't divide it based on the individuals, equally between the individuals. So say there were 10 people and they wanted $10,000, we don't say each person should give $1,000. We divide the $10,000 based on how much money each guy has. And so, uh, fine. If they have a guide, so the money that they pay the guide is based on how much money they have and based on how many people are traveling. Nevertheless, as an amam, if there's a different meaning, don't change from that meaning. Fine. If you have a group of camel riders, they want to open some sort of business. So they make a tonight between them. And they say, Anybody, any one of us who loses a donkey, everybody will pitch in and buy him another donkey because we're comrades. If he was peshe and he lost his donkey, nobody else in that group is to pay out, uh, lay out money for another chamer. Because he is a chamer. Of the chamer, if he lost his donkey, and he says, You know what? It was, I wasn't bepshia. So therefore, really, ideally, I do deserve a donkey. But just give me the money. I don't want to buy with that money. I want to keep the money in my pocket. But I'll still be part of your group. We don't listen to him. We give him another donkey. So that he should learn how to keep God of his behemoths. Even if he did have another donkey, we pay for the other donkey that he lost. He's more vigilant. If there was a ship that was traveling, Big wind and uh, waves come to drown it, to sink it. The hekelo mimasa and they throw off baggage to lighten its weight. So the the kilo that is thrown off is divided between the weight of the packages and not lufi the value of the packages. Nevertheless, if it's divided, don't change. Um, captains can make it tonight between themselves. Whoever goes to travel in the seas, call Anybody who loses a ship, So they, they have a group of uh, seafarers. They say, if you lose a ship, we'll pitch in to buy another ship. If this captain was Peshe and he went to a dangerous place and he lost a ship, he went to a place where the ships don't go during that time. Then the other captains aren't to lay out money to buy him another ship.